0: Welcome to the dark side of travel. So, you've dared to come jaunt with me, thank you. Let me introduce myself. I'm Courtney Murrock, Ambassador of Dark and Paranormal Tourism for Haunt Jaunts, a destination for restless spirits who dig hauntings, true crime, horror, Halloween, and weird days. I'll be your host and guide for this listening adventure looks like we've been cleared for takeoff, so buckle up, sit back, and enjoy the ride. How will Ghost Adventures investigate H.H. Holmes's murder house when it doesn't exist? Well, Part of the problem is I misunderstood which murder house they'll be investigating so I was being a little sarcastic with my title but I fully admit my mistake. So let me explain how I got into this pickle. Uh, when I first learned Ghost Adventures had locked down a special serial killer series for Travel Channel's Ghost Ghostober programming, one of the locations immediately piqued my interest, H.H. Holmes's Murder House. Here's the series description from Travel Channel. Every Saturday throughout October, viewers will follow the Ghost Adventures crew as they investigate locations such as Killer Clown John Wayne Gacy's prison cell, H.H. H. Holmes' murder house, and the Squirrel Cage Jail, which housed the vicious Jake Bird. The crew will also study the Anson Call House, an abandoned building that many believe has ties to Ted Bundy's terror spree, during the 1970s. My first thought when I saw the one about the H.H. Holmes house though was, how are they going to investigate that when it burned down? It doesn't even exist. But here's the issue, I had the murder house confused with the murder castle. As usual, I jumped the shark and raced to judgment before having all of my facts so they're not investigating that murder house. You know, the actual one where H.H. Holmes conducted the majority of his killing. Incidentally, Holmes did reside in that place, too, but he also rented rooms there as a hotel. However, it wasn't known as his murder house so much as it was known as the murder castle. As I wrote about in Where to Take a Killer Tour, a serial killer tour, that is, one of the best books I've ever read was The Devil in the White City, Murder, Magic, and Madness at the Fair that Changed America by Eric Larson. It's about two things. The World's Columbian Exposition in 1893 in Chicago, Illinois, Um, It covers everything from how Chicago won the honor of hosting it, all the people involved in making it happen, that sort of thing, the architects that created this amazing city. And I'm not talking about Chicago, but the city within the city for the fair, which was dubbed the White City But then the book is also about how H.H. Holmes saw the exposition as a way to make money because he was an entrepreneur at heart, just maybe not a very ethical one, Um, but he also had plans to satisfy his other darkest desire, his first one or maybe second, I'm not sure which one came first or second, he wanted to be rich but he also had the taste to kill so he was definitely a murderer, a born killer. I just wasn't expecting the book to cover the logistics and players of the fair quite as exhaustively as it did, but it really was interesting to learn so much about it because it helped set the stage where Holmes was living and praying and working, and when I say praying, I mean, the hunting kind of prey, not the religious kind of play. But it's where he unleashed his inner devil, as he's famously quoted as saying, I was born with the very devil in me. Yes, he was. At the end, Larson relates what happened to all of the major players that he covered in the book, from Holmes to the architects who built the structures that created the White City for the exposition, to the lawmen who ultimately arrested Holmes and discovered just how nefarious and heinous his crimes were. But the building Holmes built and created as his murder lair is also a character of sorts. The author includes its fate, too. Here's what he wrote. On Thursday, August 19th, Geyer, Guyer was the Pinkerton agent who tracked Holmes down when he was on the run, learned that during the preceding night, Holmes's castle in Inglewood, his own dark dreamland, had burned to the ground. Front page headlines in the Chicago Tribune shouted, Holmes's den burned, fire demolishes the place of murder and mystery. The fire appeared to be set intentionally, though no one was ever arrested for arson. Some speculate that neighbors did it to avoid it becoming a tourist destination for ghoulish gawkers, aka haunt jaunters like me. Uh, Guilty. Um, The gutted building was eventually torn down, These days, the site is allegedly home to the U.S. Post Office in Inglewood. I say allegedly because I got that information off of the internet, and we all know that can be a bit iffy if we can trust that or not. Uh, So then, what's the house that Zack and the Ghost Adventures crew will be investigating? We'll get there, but first let's understand the path that leads there. Holmes had an associate named Benjamin Peitzel, I'm not sure I'm saying that right. It's spelled P-I-T-E-Z-E-L. So, I'm just saying it like how I read it. Pintzel. We'll hope that's right if it's wrong and you know how to better pronounce it. Uh, I don't know how you would correct me now. You can just somehow tell me, hey, you said that wrong. But if I offend you, I'm sorry, just realize that I recognize that there's a good chance I'm mispronouncing it. But anyway, so Benjamin Peitzel was a carpenter and a family man with a wife and five children who became Holmes's assistant. Uh, not so much in helping him kill his victims, although Holmes did use him to commit forgery, but Ben took care of Business matters, ran errands, handled other day to day jobs that needed tending to, like taking care of the horses. That's one of those details that Larson included in the book. That, I mean, it's not really a detail as much as that was the time back then. And he was just relating the facts as he gathered them. And part of that was how people lived back then, which was quite a bit different in some instances than we do as far as, you know, communication and transportation, hygiene, all sorts of things. Um, But Peitzel and three of his children, Alice, Nellie, and Howard, fell victims to Holmes's murder for insurance schemes. In fact, it was the Peitzel murders that resulted in Holmes' eventual arrest. It was sort of his M.O. to take out an insurance policy on someone kill them, and then claim the money. Fidelity Mutual Life Association grew suspicious of a claim on Benjamin Peitzel's life. At first, they thought his death was faked, but then when they realized it wasn't, um, that it had been real, and that three of Peitzel's kids were missing and had last been seen with Holmes, and I'm thinking probably had insurance policies on them, which kind of made it a priority to hurry up and try and find them. They hired the Pinkerton National Detective Agency to find the children and potentially homes. A Pinkerton detective and a fidelity investigator searched hotel records for any sign of homes from Indiana and Illinois to Ohio and Michigan. In Indianapolis, they branched out and searched all outlying towns. Well, except for one, Irvington. After 900 leads, it was the last one that they tried, and it's where they hit paydirt, but not at a hotel, it was in a real estate office. The Pinkerton detective decided to start the search there, and sure enough, Holmes had rented a house. While sifting through ashes in the house, they found teeth fragments and part of a jaw. They also recovered a coat, a scarf, and a toy that Howard's mom, Benjamin's wife, Mrs. Pitesow, identified as Howard's. This is the house the Ghost Adventures crew will investigate. If you're a Ghost Adventures fan, you know they can't investigate anywhere without a potential dark force present. Um, So, here's what the show description says for this episode. The current owner believes dark and sinister forces have overtaken the property, leaving her vulnerable to possession. Who does she think the dark force is, though? Hopefully not little Howard, although he was, he did die there. Or maybe it's somehow H.H. Holmes' energy still attached and manifesting in the house? Or is it something else? Maybe all will be revealed when Ghost Adventures Serial Killer Spirits premieres on Saturday, October 5th, 2019. Will you be watching? Been listening to Haunt Johns, a podcast for restless spirits. My name is Courtney Murak, and it's been my pleasure to be your host and guide for this journey. I got the music "Phantom from Space" from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech. I know you have endless choices when it comes to shows to listen to. Thank you so much for daring to tune into mine. I really appreciate your time. If you'd like to continue exploring beyond the podcast, jaunt with me online anytime at hauntjaunts.net. You can also jaunt with me socially on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and every once in a while on Twitter, too. You'll find links to all of Haunt Jaunt's social media on the website. Until our paths cross again, ciao for now.